0: Give it up for our friends in three, two, one. Wow. 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 Are y'all good? Good morning. Everybody happy? Now, they tell me that there are people in the, in the main, over in the sanctuary, but I don't believe it. So to make sure it's really happening, here's what we have to do. Uh, usher's in the back of the gym here. Could you open the doors in the back right back there? Just prop those suckers open right there. And usher's in the uh, sanctuary, we need you to open your doors too. Just uh, if you're in the back of the sanctuary, just prop those doors open. Well, there you go. Just open those up in the main sanctuary. Why y'all looking behind you? I'm looking at the camera. Because what y'all don't know is there's people in the main sanctuary watching on TV. I just want to make sure they're really watching. So here's what we're going to do. If you're in the gym with me, don't say nothing. If you're in the auditorium, here's what you must do. First of all, everyone in the auditorium, you need to stand. I'm sorry. I know you're old like me. You got your AARP card and all that. But you can do it. Just stand up. Turn and face the back of the auditorium. So you're going to face the doors that you came in. Now those doors are open now because everybody here in the gym want to know if you can hear us in the auditorium. And if you're loud enough in the auditorium, we will be able to hear you yell down the hall. That way we know you're really listening. So on the count of three, everyone in the auditorium, you're going to yell. Everybody in here... We're going to listen. Just see if we can hear them, all right? So everybody in the auditorium, you should be standing up by now. Turn and face the back of the auditorium. And on three, on the count of three, yell as loud as you can. Everybody in here, if, we hear, if you hear them yelling, just clap and yell back. That way they know we heard them, okay? So here we go. Shh, quiet in this room. Everyone in the auditorium, on three, yell as loud as you can. One, two, three. Oh, you can hear them. Clap, clap if you heard them. They heard them. I didn't hear nothing. Wait a minute. Did y'all really hear them or is it grandma's over there and you're like, "Uh uh-uh, we're just going to help her out. All right. Oh, you did hear them. All right, cool. So everybody in here, yell toward auditorium. Go. Cool. Everything's good. It's all working. That's great. Uh, This morning, I have something I got to talk to you about, and it simply goes like this. Here's what happened. Uh, this this is my my you 're going to understand this in a second, but here 's what happened. the date was may ninth nineteen eighty on may ninth nineteen eighty A husband woke up in Tampa, Florida. When he woke up in Tampa, Florida, he could hear the shower running. It was like 6.30 on a Saturday morning on May. And he woke up and he knew his wife was in the shower, but he couldn't remember why she was up so early. When she finally came out of the shower, he had fallen back to sleep again. He like, that's her problem. I'm out. And then she woke him up and said, baby, I'm leaving. I'll be back at 6 o'clock tonight. You can do whatever you want. And he's like, where are you going? She goes, baby shower. He's like, okay, I'll miss you. (laughs) And she's gone. Immediately he jumped up, grabbed his favorite T-shirt, grabbed his motorcycle helmet, went into the garage, opened the garage door, hopped on his Harley, and went for the longest May, Florida ride he ever wanted to go on. He left Tampa and he got on the I. 275. It's a cool road. It's really cool. I don't know if you've ever been down there before, but he left Tampa going 275 south. He went across what we call a causeway. It's a body of water on both sides, right outside of Tampa. On one side, it's just water. The other side, it's a a place called Clearwater, Florida. Y'all go there all the time to see your grandma and grandpa because that's what Ohio people do when they get their AARP card. They move to Florida and turn left from the right-hand lane. I'm just saying, all right? So... He's going down 275 south. He hit St. Petersburg. He went by where the devil rays play. Then he went to a famous place in Florida. There's a bridge. It's the most beautiful bridge. I got to be honest. I've been on a lot of bridges. I ain't never seen a bridge like this in my entire life. It's called the Sunshine Skyway Bridge. He's going south on 275 and it goes way up. It goes 445 feet above the water. Check this out. Cruise boats can go underneath it. Barges go underneath it. And as he got to the top of that bridge, he's just checking everything out. But he knew the cool view was if you're in the fast lane. So he went in the fast lane on 275 south. And he's going to the top. And he looked over and to the northbound lane, and he saw an 18-wheel truck. And right when he looked at that truck, <laughs> the truck disappeared. And he was like, what? And he saw a car behind the truck. <laughs> the car disappeared. Immediately, he hit his brakes, and he, and he skid, and he put his bike in the middle lane median. So he jumped off his bike, and when he looked over the edge, to his shock, a barge had hit the bottom of the Sunshine Skyway Bridge, and it had to knock down the top section of the northbound lane of the bridge. And that 18 wheel truck, and the man in the truck died. And the car, and the people died. And another car, and another car, and another car, and another car. He jumped off his bike, and he's like, what am I gonna do? He can't jump across, what am I gonna do? I gotta do something! All he had was his favorite T-shirt. A red T-shirt. He took it off, and he started waving his shirt, waving his shirt, waving it at the northbound lanes, waving his shirt. About that time, a Greyhound bus was coming, and the bus driver obviously was like, what's wrong with that fool? What are you doing up there waving his shirt? He crazy, and all of a sudden, the bus went off. Twenty-five people died, including the driver. Twenty-six people Then another car and another car, and he kept waving, and the man's weeping and crying. He's like, stop! You got to stop! They can't hear him, but he did everything he could do. An 18-wheel truck, another one coming up. The, and he, the guy looked there's something in this truck driver's head went, stop! He hit his brakes so hard that he jackknifed on the northbound lane blocking all the roads. And when his truck came to a stop he was high enough in his cab to look and see that the bridge was out. And that man with his t-shirt saved hundreds if not thousands of lives. This morning I'm here to talk to you about something real simple. You see, we got to do something. Because in life, people are doing what they want, going the way they want, having what I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to, hey, so what? If I live, I live. If I die, I die. But after this weekend, if you've been here this weekend, you learn there's more things in life than just what you're going through. There's more things in life than the hurt and the pain that you're going through. There's a reason for the hurt and the shame and the sorrow. What do we get a chance to do when we ask Jesus to help us, to save us, to change us? We get an opportunity on the highway of life to take off our red shirt and to let the world no! You got to stop. You're going to die. The road's out. And that's my topic on our last session. Somebody touch your neighbor and say do something. Touch your other neighbor and say do something. I don't think y'all ready for me today, but I ain't got nowhere else to go until two o'clock. One simple verse, the book of James, chapter 1, verse 22. James, chapter 1, verse 22. An auditorium, James, chapter 1, verse 22. I'll read it, then I'll explain it. The Bible says this. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Okay, wait a minute. If you look at yourself in a mirror, walk away and can't remember what color you are, you on crack. That's what's wrong with you, all right? You on drugs, you lost your mind. So to hear the word of God and not do nothing with it, you on crack. You've lost your mind. You don't understand what I'm trying to say. You see, there are people today on this Sunday waiting for you to be Jesus for them. Some of you are like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know. Listen, that man on his motorcycle, all he had was a red T-shirt. He was equipped with what was needed to win someone's life. All you got is Jesus Christ. You are equipped for what's needed to save this world. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, do something. Some of y'all looking at me like, why do all black preachers yell when they preach? Let me tell you why I'm yelling. Because you don't know what's at stake. Matter of fact, you want me to show you what it is? I'll show you what's at stake. I ain't playing with y'all this morning. I'll show you. Now let me explain. For 28 years, I've speak in public schools. Starting tomorrow morning, I'll be in a place called International Falls, Minnesota. I'm going to freeze to death because it's already snowing there. But you know why I'm going? There's a kid sitting in a gym this time tomorrow who's going to hear me speak, and everything's going to change for that kid. Even though I can't say the name of Jesus. Some of you are like, how do you know you're going to change someone's life? Because I've been doing this for 28 years. I did something the last three years that that, that really has uh, helped me keep doing what I do. See, um, I wrote a book four years ago, my story, my life story, how I grew up in foster care, my mom slept with a man for $20, all that stuff, and how I overcame that because of the, the love of Jesus Christ. And when I got done with that, my friend who helps me write my books, his name's John Driver. He's smart. He's like a psychology Ph.D. dude who has an English master's degree. He's the best, dude. He looked at me and said, what do you want to do next? And I said, hey, let me send you some stuff. And he says, in the next four weeks, I'm going to send you some stuff. So in the next four weeks, I'm doing schools all over the world. And I'll get an email from a kid. Say, so all you got to do is Google me and you'll find my email. And you know what will shock you? I answer. No, not some secretary in Fort Myers, Florida, because I ain't got no secretary in Fort Myers, Florida. I have a wife, and if I ever called her my secretary, I would die. And some of y'all know her, and you would protect her and hide her in Ohio until she got away. I'm going to stop right there because the Subas are in the room, and they would hide her. So here we go. I started sending him letters from that month, one month, four weeks of schools. He, he called me, and he says, I cry every day. You get this all the time. I said, all the time. He goes, we got to write a book. Now, some of you are going to think this is a commercial. No, nah, because the book ain't out until January. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted you to see what I see every day. I want you to hear firsthand what I hear. The people who you hear and the faces that you see, these are actors. The real people behind these letters, they're 19, 20, and 21 now. All of them gave me permission. They said, if you can help a kid with my story, then all my pain was worth it. So I want you to hear it. I want you to see it. This is why on the road of life, you need to proclaim Jesus. Because somebody is going to die if you don't. Watch the screens. This is what it's all about. I don't really like to talk about it, but I feel like I can tell you. It started off with me getting sexually harassed by my grandfather for my entire life. And then after my parents found out, they confronted him. And a week or two later, he killed himself. When I was 12 years old, I was initiated into a game looking for me right now. They want to kill me, but guess what I deserve, right? My boyfriend and his little brother and their friend killed themselves. It'll be two years ago tomorrow. I get abused and hurt all the time. No one cares. I want to die. I don't know what to do, but it's hard when my own dad tells me to drop dead. There's something inside of me that tells me it would just be better if I killed myself. but I don't want to do that, but it seems like that's the only thing I can't do. Throughout my entire life, I've been beaten by my foster parents, by families, boyfriends, by people I don't even know. I grew up in pure hell and torture. I lost my mom for five years due to her love of alcohol and not her own kids. I've been sexually harassed and bullied. I've been kidnapped and raped. I've even harmed myself before. The only question is, my sister, is when you go around and fix it. So the phrase of the day is never give up. Everybody say, never give up. 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 Look at everybody to say, I got your back. Look at the person on the other side and say, I got your back. back. People in crisis don't need to just be fixed. They need to be listened to. Valued. Has anybody in this gym ever hurt so bad? It was just hard to breathe. Even if all else is taken away from you, no one can rob you of your choice. If that's you, then just do me a favor. Just keep breathing. Because tomorrow holds the answer to the problem that you're facing today. The question you have to answer is simply this. What if you're somebody's tomorrow? What if you today could be someone's answer? What if you today could be someone's hope? That's why this whole weekend is based on do something. Because that's exactly what you must do. You could be the youngest kid in this room, and you could do something. Let me explain. Anybody ever see the Christmas cartoon, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Anybody remember when Rudolph ran away from the North Pole, got on that little iceberg, and it floated away? Anybody anybody remember where he ended up? On the island of misfit toys? Anybody remember that? Well, listen, look around you right now, whether you're in an auditorium or in this gym. Look around you, because all I got to say is this. Welcome to the island of the misfit toys. The land of the broken girls and boys. Who do I preach to? Who do I talk to? Who do I live for? It's real simple. My speech is for the in kid and the out kid. The up kid and the down kid. The blue, red, yellow, green, purple, white, and black kid. And if you're green, we're taking you to the hospital when I'm done speaking. <laughs> My speech is for the straight kid and the gay kid. My speech is for the old kid and the young kid. My speech is for you. Why? Because we're all loved. We're all loved. How are we going to do this? The bottom line is simple. If you read church history, back in the day, every major city back in the time was centered around the church. The banking system came out of the church. The hospitals came out of the church. But it ain't nobody's fault. From the oldest person in the auditorium to the oldest person in this room. It's not your fault. But somewhere along the line, the church decided we ain't a hospital We, the courtroom. We ain't a nurse. We, the judge. The sooner we, as the body of Jesus Christ, go back to being nurses in a hospital and looking at the wound and loving the patient and letting Him, who called Himself the great physician, take care of everyone else, the sooner this world will be a better place. If you know I'm right, clap your hands. We gotta love. That's what we must do. And my last five minutes in this sermon is for every old, middle-aged, young person, because this is how we're going to do it. Everybody put up ten fingers and count from ten to zero and get rid of a finger as loud as you can. Start counting and yell it loud when I say now. Now. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Ten seconds can change someone's life. Ten seconds can make someone better or worse. Here's the way I do it. Let me One simple story, then I'm gone. Thank you very much, Willoughby Hills Friends Church, for letting me come back again and 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 again. Thank you very much to the Davis family for everything you do to change young people in Ohio and the surrounding states of this area. Thank you, Pastor, for letting me speak this morning, even by simulcast to your other people in your heart. Thank you. And he, pastor is going to close this. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. It was October 30th, 2014. I was on school tour, and I ran out of bottled water. I got to get more water. I love my bottled water. So I went to Walmart to get more bottled water. Some of y'all going, why would you go to Walmart? Because it's cheap. That's why I went to Walmart. You go, too. If you go to Walmart, say, "Uh uh-huh. That's what I thought. I got my little buggy from the greeter. I went in the back of the store, got me a case of bottled water. Went up front, got in the checkout line. When I got in the checkout line, I was behind a mom and her six-year-old boy. Now the mom was putting her groceries on the belt. The cashier is checking her out, but the six-year-old boy he's checking out the stove, Just checking out everything. All of a sudden, I heard the little boy go, "Oh my God!" And I looked over because he was pointing. "Oh my God!" All I could see is a sign that said seven dollars and all these Halloween costumes. Obviously he saw something different because he started, he went nuclear. He was like, mom, mama, 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 mom. And the mom's like, what? And he goes, mom, look, I'm Batman. <laughs> On the bottom row was a whole slew of Batman costumes. And that little brother went to a sales page. He goes, mom, it's only $7. Mama, tomorrow's Halloween. Mama, I could be Batman. Mama, I get to dress up. Mama, please, mama, please. Kid looked at me and went, hey, black man, I'm Batman. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all of a sudden, the mom goes, oh, wait, son, wait. She put all her groceries on the belt. Cashier's laughing. I'm laughing. Mom gets on both knees, and this is what happened. She pulls her son and goes, look at me. And he's like, Batman. She goes, baby, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Baby, I'm sorry. It's Thursday. This is all the money we have. I don't get paid till next week. I promise you, I'm going to make you a costume. You're going to be awesome tomorrow. You're going to be great. But, baby, you can't be Batman. You just can't be Batman. And I'm standing there thinking, this is awkward. I look over at the cashier, she's crying. Really awkward. All of a sudden what the little boy did was unbelievably cool. He pulled his mom and kissed her on the cheek and said, It's okay, mom, I understand. We ain't got no money. But mama, never ever forget. I ain't Batman. Cashier was done. She paid for groceries. I put my water on the belt. The clock started ticking. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. Cashier goes, you need anything else? I looked at her and said, how fast can you run and get a Batman costume and put it in a separate bag for a six-year-old? She, went, I'm real fast. She was fast, y'all. She was real fast. I caught the lady in, in the parking lot, and I said, excuse me, ma'am, you forgot a bag. She looked in the bag and saw the Batman costume. She said, why'd you do this? I said, because your son, he's Batman. Happy Halloween. Have a good one. Peace. Okay, now wait. Stop. Because some of you are looking up here going, you promoted Halloween. If that's all you got out of this sermon, please don't ever invite me back because this is not the church I want to preach at ever again in my entire life. You know why? Because it may not have led to somebody saying yes to Jesus, but it made a boy's Halloween happy. Or why? Because somebody cares. What did a mom know? It was out of her hands to save her boy, to give him what he wanted, but it was in mine to be a miracle. Who knows? She went home and Googled. Who knows if one day she's flicking through the TV and sees me on Christian television. All I know is if I hadn't done it, there wouldn't be a seed planted. It's time for us to do something. We've got to do something. Because the world's dying. The bridge is out. We can save their life. We can We just got to do something. So whatever you do, don't just hear the word today. Do something.